wrestling fans, are you ready? This is Tuesday. You people bought a ticket to see me, so shut up. Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. First of all, Dusty Rose, I think what you are is a big, ugly, low-class redneck goose. I know I put it, but I'm most of all the baddest man around in the world today. Follow the show at Wrestling TWT on Twitter and Instagram. But remember, my fireflies, as always, I'll light the way, and all you have to do is let me in. Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. The bottom line is, in all my magnificent, you're gonna be mine all night. Here's Jonathan Hood. It's Tuesday. Wrestling Tuesday. Jonathan Hood with you. So glad that you download the podcast. Saying what's up to the Under the Hood show audience that's listening. Hey, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday has its own feed. Wherever you find your podcasts, if you've downloaded the Under the Hood podcast, you can find Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Same place, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, on YouTube. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday on Google Play, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. Hit that subscribe button. If you're on Apple Podcasts, I don't ask for this very often, but if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star and review. Right there on Apple Podcasts. Five stars and a review that really helps us out in a big way on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for downloading the podcast. And of course, if it's professional wrestling, we're talking about it. Tell people, John Hood's talking wrestling, pro wrestling every Tuesday with Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I have a special guest coming up in a little bit in Josh Lopez. But I want to talk to you a little bit about the breaking news that took place on Tuesday as we record this Tuesday afternoon. Bruce Pritchard has been announced as the executive director of Friday Night SmackDown, reporting directly to Vince McMahon. Pritchard will oversee the creative development of Friday Night SmackDown on Fox and ensure integration across all platforms and lines of business, replacing Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff has been fired by the WWE. So... As the press release says, Pritchard has brings at least 40 years of experience in sports entertainment with extensive background in character development and creative storyline. So Bruce Pritchard, who I believe was a suggestion from Bruce to Vince to bring in, bring in Eric Bischoff. Bischoff was looking for a gig. He comes to WWE, who's supposed to look over SmackDown and be the executive producer, the executive director of SmackDown. And in three months, he was let go. Now, I have my sneaking suspicion on why that Eric Bischoff was let go. As someone that listens to 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, he was with Conrad Thompson. They do this show every week, his podcast, 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff. You can download it into your device. You can hear Eric Bischoff and his thoughts about WCW and other issues in pro wrestling. Well, in the Ask Eric Anything uh, episode of 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, this was just eight days ago as we record this. Ask Eric Anything. So for over two hours... 
Eric is asking questions about Nitro, uh, answering questions about the past of professional wrestling, the present, the future of professional wrestling. And then this comes in on 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff. Listen closely. Lots of questions about this this week. I'm sure you were expecting something like it. This comes from Z4 Spade Gamer Oral Davis, number one fan. Uh, what are your thoughts on NXT versus AEW's Wednesday Night War? Oh, I think it's going to be interesting. You know, uh, it's it's been one week now. Um, I'm, I'm going to be very interested to see where things stand in 90 days, which I'm sure everybody else is too, so there's, no, <laughs> there's nothing enlightening about my perspective from that point of view. But I think it's early. I think it's great for the industry. I think it's it's re-energized the fan base. I think it's re-energized the talent. And I'm pretty certain it has re-energized the respective offices where decisions are made and commitments are made. So I, I think it's a great thing. You know, there's nothing negative. About, I, I, I think, you know, I looked at one of your posts this morning when I first got up on social media. It's the first time I've really looked at social media in a long time this weekend. I, I read one of your posts that, basically said hey you know what a great week to be a wrestling fan you know monday night raw new sets you know new stories great angle whatever and wednesday and you know friday and there's there's so much great stuff going on right now that quite Mm -hmm. honestly i i almost said quite frankly i gotta quit saying that so much honestly i if if you would have told me two years ago that this week would be happening and everything that's gone on this week would be happening i would have I would have bet everything I, I owned against it. I, I just wouldn't have believed that, that we would have experienced the week that we've just experienced if someone would have said it was going to happen two years ago. And I think it, it may not be the Monday Night Wars. It, it's just not. But, damn, I'm not sure it's not better in, 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 in different ways. It's not the same, but it's different, and it's good. Let me ask, um, you know, I know that we don't necessarily want to talk about new stuff, and I know uh, you've probably got to be, or we've got to be careful on your side of the desk of of how we handle this. I don't want you to necessarily critique any of the Wednesday night stuff, but did you see any of the AEW show, and can you you say one nice thing about anything you saw? Um, I did watch it, actually, and uh, actually I watched it twice. Um... I think the takeaway for me, the biggest thing that I saw that I liked was the crowd. The oh. crowd was the crowd was lit in, in in every conceivable way. You could see that crowd. They were excited to be there. They were an active part of the show. I've said this before to you, and I've said it before in different interviews. I'm not sure if this is true or not, but someone told me once that Elvis Presley was describing what makes a good show, good concert. And according to what I was told, Elvis Presley said something to the effect of the best part of my show isn't on stage. It's out in the crowd. It's, it's the reaction and the emotion of the people that are in the audience or something to that effect. And that's always stuck with me. I've always believed that the crowd, you know, if there's if there's two uh, if there's a, uh, two women or two guys in, in a match with a referee as the third third person in the ring, 
The fourth person in the ring is the audience. There's much a part of the show is anything, in my opinion. And I think what I saw Wednesday night from AEW was a crowd that was just intensely engaged in the product in the ring and the show. And from a production value point of view, um, you could see it. The lighting made the audience a part of the show. And that to me was, that was my biggest positive of that show. You know, I'm not going to critique, you know, the in-ring action and anything like that. Um, but the overall, when I walked out of the room after watching this show, the first thing on my mind was, wow, that crowd made that show. When keeping it real goes wrong. Whoops. It's one thing that Eric Bischoff has been, I guess, according to reports from a number of wrestling journalists, that Eric Bischoff has been kind of on the hot seat since he's been been at WWE. And now, saying what he said on the record, not necessarily promoting AEW, but he was just honest. As a wrestling fan, as an executive producer, he noticed the crowd at AEW. I can't disagree with what he said. Yes, the crowd the last couple of weeks has been great. The AEW crowds have been overwhelmingly loud. But he did not promote NXT in that same way. He talked about the lighting. He talked about the crowd. All those things that favored AEW, but not NXT. So... Along with a number of scripts that have been torn up by Vince McMahon, according to reports, that has been led by Eric Bischoff on SmackDown, where they've had to rewrite the show because they didn't like the direction that Bischoff and others were taking it. And now Eric is just being honest on his own podcast, talking about watching AEW twice and not necessarily saying great things about NXT in their direction. I think that was the beginning of the end. To the point where this Monday, this past Monday, meaning yesterday as we record this, it was a best of 83 weeks. There was no fresh 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff. The podcast we just heard from where he was questioning, was answering questions, apparently that was recorded the day after the first airing of SmackDown on Fox from Los Angeles. And then this week, there is no podcast. No fresh podcast. It was the best of. Maybe he was busy with Crown Jewel. I don't know what it was. Point is that Eric Bischoff has been fired by the WWE. The hire of Eric Bischoff at the time, if you go back into the archives of TWT, I said this at the time. I said, boy, that's an interesting hire. If you listen to Eric Bischoff, Eric doesn't know what's going on in today's wrestling enough to be able to uh, you know, talk about it let alone run an arm of the company. And maybe it was just the connections that Eric has with Hollywood or some productions or maybe his connection with someone on Fox. I don't know what it was. But I just thought at the time that was an odd hire. And so now it's Bruce Pritchard. And Bruce is in a position where he probably doesn't want to be. If you listen to his podcast in the past, he didn't want to be executive director of anything. He just wanted to be able to work with talent, get the most out of them from a promo standpoint, um, not necessarily in ring, but just from a personality standpoint. And he had his own ideas as far as the direction. But now he's overseeing SmackDown. So good luck to Bruce. He's another one that was brought back from the Conrad 
Thompson Empire of Podcasts. Oh boy, uh, should be interesting to see now the direction of SmackDown. But keep in mind that no matter what, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, any of the brands that surround the WWE, Vince McMahon is going to have something to say about it because it's his baby, it's his company. And no one will have full autonomy on anything that has something to do with the WWE. He will always have something to say about it. So Bischoff out with the WWE. Some have turned the page on Kofi Kingston as a former WWE champion. I've made my voice heard very often on this podcast about Kofi Kingston and how he was defeated. I understand the creative. He was beaten in less than 10 seconds and they were trying to move on and give Brock Lesnar that shine on the first SmackDown show. I totally get it. I know there are some that don't understand why Kofi Kingston was beaten so soon. One of those that's probably not happy about it is Booker T on his podcast from ESPN Houston on the Legends podcast. Um, Booker T had his own creative, his own thoughts on that Hall of Fame uh, podcast from ESPN Houston about maybe a different way that Kofi could have lost to uh, Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Should the title have changed? Uh, yes, the question is, should the title have changed that way? That was what I, that's what a lot of people were talking about. I mean, 10 seconds for a WWE championship. Well, maybe. But, but at the same time, I was talking to some people on Twitter, and this was kind of my philosophy of it. Look, Fox used to have UFC. You want to have a UFC-style presentation? Well, hey, we just saw Jorge Masvidal not been asked in five seconds, so we know it's conceivable to win a match in that amount of time. Yeah. See, look at the size difference. Yeah. Logic. You know, but this this is the way this is the way people I think are looking at it. Kofi may have should have kicked out just once. Well, personally, I would like to have seen a more of a match. I mean, Remember the match that brought him with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I wanted to see something like that. No, no, no. I wouldn't have wanted. I mean, we we didn't even have to take it that far. I mean, we could have just taken it to the point to where um, Kofi kicks out. Bang. You know what I mean? After one F five. You know and. and you know, maybe, you know, I don't know, Brock get, you know, so fresh, pick him up again, give him another one, boom, you know what I mean? But this time, he, he, he wait about five seconds before he get to cover. Goes back and cover, Kofi keeps the, Kofi kicks out again, you know what I mean? He picks Kofi up, Kofi rolls him up in a little small package, kick out, beating, that's one more, bang! One, two, three. How you like that? Huh? How you like that? That was the, that, that was the, that's my call right there. That ain't nobody else's call. That's my call. And I think that the, the moment, that's the thing right there. Once you lose a moment, you never get it back. Kofi Kingston was never, in my view, the WWE champion, a true champion. They got a chance to main event a number of major shows on television. He was always in the middle of the card, top of the card, and I'm sure it's an honor to be able to hold the WWE Championship, but just the idea that Kofi was never really given the opportunity to be the champion in the main event. It felt like CM Punk, it felt like Bray Wyatt and others that have held that championship and was never really felt like the the man. So that's, that's, 
It's gone now because now we're looking at Crown Jewel. And what's Crown Jewel, by the way? I never heard on the broadcast. And they had their little, you know, WWE had their press conference with Crown Jewel. They never said where it's going to be. Where is that? Could someone send me an email, uthpods at outlook.com, uthpods at outlook.com. Where is Crown Jewel? Is it in Greensboro? Is it in Greensboro this year? Is it in Salt Lake City? Did they put it in Utah? Because I know they're in Denver. Where, where is Crown Jewel? They, they never said. Is it in Green Bay this year? Where, where is Crown Jewel? If you have the balls to go to Saudi Arabia and you want to be able to get the millions and millions of dollars from the prince, if you feel that strongly about it, then have the balls to tell America, hey, we're going to Saudi Arabia for this event coming up on Halloween. So make sure that you watch. Say where it is. Why are you embarrassed? You're, you're not embarrassed to take the money. You're not embarrassed to leave the women behind. But yet you won't tell people where the event's taking place. You always say where the event is. It's just the, the issue I have with the WWE amongst others. Say it's in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and I see how people take that. Again, for the majority, WWE fans don't care. They just want to see their wrestling. They want to see their sports entertainment. But, you know, don't hide the fact that the show's in Saudi Arabia and you're taking the, the oil and some would say blood money from uh, Saudi Arabia. So just go ahead and do that. The, we're going to hear from Josh in just a moment uh, from ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. Um, ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. We'll talk to Josh about his website. We've had, he's been on the program before. Always a great guest. Um, so the draft for the WWE. Uh, I saw it on Friday for SmackDown, and I read about what happened on Raw as far as the draft is concerned. Of course, on SmackDown, the only person I recognized out of both war rooms was Rob Stone from Fox, and it just kind of like, you know, I, I just kind of rolled my eyes at the whole thing because it's just so contrived, just like wrestling is overall, but just... There was not a lot of imagination to this draft, just like the other drafts in the past. And how will I know for sure that these wrestlers will just stay with one brand? They crisscross all the time because they think you and I are idiots. I saw the the Raw lineup of 24 with Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Ricochet, Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens, Andrade, with uh, Selena Vega, Rusev, Aleister Black, Samoa Joe, uh, Rey Mysterio, R-Truth, EC3, Eric Young, Sin Cara, Cedric Alexander, Carrillo, um, Eric Rowan, Buddy Murphy, Jinder Mahal, Tozawa, Shelton Benjamin, Titus O'Neil, um, the SmackDown men, Brock Lesnar, Nakamura with Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, The Fiend, Braun Strowman, Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan, Ali, The Miz, King Corbin, <laughs> Shorty Gable, as it says here. It's so in- insulting. Chad Gable, Elias, Apollo Crews, Drew Gulak, and Heath Slater. I love how Drew McIntyre is in that uh, <laughs> one of the top guys. And we I think you heard in the broadcast... Drew McIntyre, man, there's a guy that's a future world champion. It's such bullshit. It's amazing. That guy is on two stints now with this company, and he just can't get over for whatever reason. 
<laughs> you can call him anything you want. You can call it, give him any nickname you want. It's so ridiculous that that guy can't get over. It's just insane. Just don't get it. Um, so I, I just as a so and of course Bobby Lashley being on Raw, that whole thing with uh, <laughs> watching Bobby Lashley get it on with Rusev's wife is just insane television. Not that I don't like it. I just don't know where you're going with it. Say, for instance, Rusev really gets mad and gets over and beats down Bobby Lashley. Does that put Rusev in a title title contention with Seth Rollins? Say, for instance, Bobby Lashley gets the best of, of Rusev. Does that make Bobby Lashley the number one contender to take on Seth Rollins? Is that is he Does he catapult it to the top now? Or is this just some sick fetish from Paul Heyman? To see that Rusev's wife is being felt up by Bobby Lashley. It's so weird. The company is just, it's so many things, it's just a head scratching for sure. Um, the women uh, for Raw, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, uh, Natalia, Nikki Cross, Charlotte Flair, Selena Vega, the Kabuki Warriors, who are not heels by the way, they're baby faces, Liv Morgan, SmackDown, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Lacey Evans, Tamina, and Carmella. Tamina Snuka, I mentioned on Wrestling TWT on Twitter. How is it that you just keep Tamina in the back like she doesn't even exist? It's amazing. That's why I'm so glad that you know there was just a draw, a line drawn in the sand with some of these wrestlers. You could just tell EC3 his. Frustration on Twitter, you know, you can just see on Twitter, just like, hey, I just want to get in the game, I just want to play, because I think one of the wrestlers mentioned, hey, I'm a six round pick, just like Tom Brady, and EC3 said the difference is Tom Brady got, got a chance to play, we got he got in the game. Um, Mike, <laughs> Mike Bennett, or known as Mike Canellis, gave his notice, said he wanted out. He said he went through so many things personally and that he's 34, 35 years of age and he wants to out. I don't blame him. He wrote a note on Twitter about it and he wants to be there for his family. He doesn't want to wrestle just once a week. A number of these guys, men and women, should consider leaving the WWE. And if they want to travel in Japan, they want to travel across the country and feel they can make that same money, then they should. It just does not make sense. The money's great. But what does it do for you? You're wrestling 300 times a year and you can't even be in the big money. I guess it's all big money when you get to all the major events in the WWE, I guess, right? But I just, it's just something. Million dollar downside guarantee. Uh, I guess it's cool, but just like some athletes that get frustrated with their team, no matter how much money they're making, they do want out and they're not happy. And you can just tell just through Twitter, just through uh, what people are saying about some of these wrestlers, uh, that they're not happy. And it doesn't mean that the WWE sucks or WWE is bad, but just for some people that want to be able to be in the top spot, or at least in the middle, they don't have an opportunity. They wrestle in these dark matches, they wrestle on the road, and that's a great life from a money standpoint and travel to see the world. But some just want to be able to do more for the company and feel they can do more. And the machine and the creative won't allow that to happen. Everybody can't be world champion. Everybody can't have a championship belt around their waist or on their shoulder. I get that. But at the same time, though, if you're not willing to give the audience new, if you're not willing to give your talent new, then you're just going to go through a malaise. And you, just, you can do a lot more. 
SmackDown numbers should be like that every single Friday. But when you keep pushing the same people down wrestling fans' throats, you get what you deserve. Glad you're with us here for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. Our special guest is Josh Lopez. You can find him at ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. And Josh, uh, a friend of the program with us here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Josh, as always, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show. Jonathan, my man, how's it going today? Oh, you know, another day, another wrestling match, another 60-minute or 120-minute show we have to watch, right? (laughs) And 1,000 false finishes. (laughs) <laughs> well, of course, <laughs> that's part and parcel of our business, isn't it? Well, I want to, I want to, before I ask you about some of the stories around wrestling, what does the influx of wrestling do for your business? Because as you well know, you can watch wrestling every day now. There's a new show almost six days a week now around the clock. So what does this do for your business as far as the influx of, of more wrestling being on television and digital? It, it varies. It varies from my work point of view and also being a fan. I think I've been able to enjoy the shows more now because I'm not required to watch a certain show at a certain time just with my work schedule. Like, unless it's a pay-per-view, those are like the only shows that I'm actually transcribing live. So when it comes to the weekly television shows, I could block out social media. I, I could watch shows for what they are and go from there. Uh, but I, I guess uh, business-wise, it just helps me out with uh, the overall goal for my website. My website is there to be a point of reference for any wrestling fans who don't have the money or ability to watch all these shows. So <laughs> whether it's a NWA show or AEW Dark, which is a new thing they're starting now, any of these side shows and New Japan Pro Wrestling, people who can't afford those streaming services, I'm my website's there to help you out so you can catch up what's going on with all the products out there. It, 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 it's a lot to take in, but uh, it hasn't overwhelmed me, so that's a good thing. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. All of a sudden, you're going you're to have bulging, hairy biceps, and you're going to be stuttering in, in through uh, shows like uh, Dave Meltzer. You're gonna, you're just gonna, oh, you're gonna be watching so much wrestling, you won't know what to do. I mean, it's gonna consume your life. But uh, I want to want you to give me a letter grade of what you've seen from AEW. Two darks, obviously, and then um, two AEW dynamite shows. What's your letter grade for what you've seen? I'm gonna go with a B right now. Um, I think this out of the gate, I like the presentation of their show. Um, the commentary can be hit and miss because it's just hard for me to listen to three play-by-play commentators at the same time. Even though JR is the reason why I got into wrestling in the first place, I love him. Um, it, it, it can be much at times, but I like the roster. Uh, some things can be hit and miss. I'm not the biggest Young Bucks fan in the world. I think sometimes their tag team psychology is all over the place, and it's hard for me to like buy into their matches. But for the most part, I enjoyed what I see from AEW so far, so I'll go with a B. What about from NXT? Uh, and, of course, uh, you and I have talked about this before in the past. I mean, I'm a big NXT fan. I just think that they're when they are against competition, it's still very good. It may not be yeah. at the top of its game. What do you yeah. think the first couple of weeks of uh, NXT on USA? 
I think this is going to be a growing process when it comes to NXT because they never actually had to produce shows like this. You know, a lot of the NXT programming and buzz has always been surrounded by the takeovers. Do you remember classic NXT episodes before they moved to USA Network? You know, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. There, there was they, they. It's almost like a hybrid. It's a it's a hybrid takeover. A lot of these shows now the last couple of weeks. And the wrestling is good, and and that's something I could. I think we all could agree. No matter what company it is, you're always getting good in ring action. I think this is a little different intake for the NXT fans who are so used to just watching the takeovers. They're not used to how NXT actually structured their shows through the weekly basis. Now I've been watching every NXT episode for the last three to four years, so I'm kind of used to their methods and this and that. I like the video packages here and there. And they do try to build more things to the, the following week as opposed to what AEW is doing right now. Uh, like to, uh, like the last couple weeks, they've been building up this uh, Keith Lee and Dim, uh, Dominic Dijakovic feud mm-hmm. that's concluding tomorrow night. And I think that's a good thing. It's a subtle thing. But again, I, do, I just think for the common NXT fan that was always used to the takeovers, it's going to take a while for them to get used to weekly NXT programming. Hey, could you? I asked uh, before I had you on, Josh. Can you tell me what? Where's Crown Jewel this year? Is it? Is it in Charlotte? Is it? Is it in San Antonio? Where? Where are they? I understand. I, um, is it Bangor, Maine? That's is funny. It, is it Sheboygan? <laughs> Just, <laughs> I, all I'm saying is, like, if you got the balls to take the money from the from the prince have the balls to tell everybody that you are in Saudi Arabia. That's just, listen, I understand how big the event this is from a money standpoint, but if this is who you are, don't hide it. Don't hide it. Let's uh, tell everybody, t- tell everybody on Raw that Crown Royal on Halloween is going to be emanating from from Saudi Arabia. Just say it, right? I, I think Braun Strowman said Saudi Arabia off the cuff last night, right? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know if that was in the script or not. Uh-oh. <laughs> Watch out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree with you. If you're going to go all in with a business decision like this, just be upfront about it. Um, I guess they always lean your questions when you're just hiding things. And it, I don't know if it's always going to be just a political statement. And and, and I get it. It's a, it's a edgy topic for a lot of people and for rightful reasons. Um, at the same time... I look at this, I think all wrestling fans, no matter what part of the country you're in, deserve the opportunity to see these towns perform. So that's why it's not always like the end of the world for me when they do these crown jewel events. But I do agree, if you're going to have this partnership with Saudi Arabia, just say where you're going to be at. It's not Peoria, it's not um, Metzger, Ohio, where Mitch Trubisky's from, you know? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Just say it. So, so here's here's what I've learned from you over the years as a wrestling fan. Here's I can yeah. even me, uh, it, I can learn something from the student of the game, you, Josh Lopez. So, <laughs> what I've learned from you is is this: is that you take wrestling for what it is, and and, and I'm just talking about the WWE in particular right now. Right. You just watch in ring what you enjoy. You like what you like. You don't like what you don't like. And I, you know what? I've learned to understand that because I understand that every Raw will not be Mid Atlantic Wrestling with Bob Cottle. I, I totally understand right. that, right? I get, and I, and you know what? I get that as someone who's been watching this stuff for a long time. 
However, I will say this, that Vince McMahon, no matter how long he's been in the business or how long his family's been in the business, Vince is not some tenured professor that cannot be questioned. And I will just yeah. I will just tell you this. For me, Josh, when you when you use the phrase episodic television, um You've got to be able to, if it's going to be a soap opera, it's got to connect from week to week. That See, yeah. that that's my issue. Like, the in-ring work, I know they're working hard. It's kind of like, for me now, watching WWE reminds me of, like, um, like the late 80s where Vince did his uh, takeover of all of the, the territories where all of a sudden you start seeing NWA, world-class wrestling, Florida wrestlers, and he starts invading the territories and starts building this huge roster in late 80s, yeah. early 90s. And so it's, it's, it was so many wrestlers and so very few titles. But it, but no matter the, the names of the wrestlers, you just watch the in-ring work and, and you decide whether or not it was good or not. But the one yeah. that, but the thing that's, that is disappointing to me is that I'll, I'll go on the ride with you, but if you just take us off track just because you feel, oh, okay, well, that does I want to do that this week. Well, that's yeah. not good for you and I, the wrestling fan, if you just can't stay on track, you know, four weeks in a row with the story. Hoodie, we've known each other for about seven years, I think. Uh, by next next March would be seven years since I met you, and I think you know that I'm structured positively just from my background and what I was raised in. Sure, you know, so I and I can I can attest that could be a positive thing, could be a negative thing when it comes to viewing stuff. I'm not opposed to criticisms, but when I listen to a lot of shows, that ninety percent of it is just what you don't like, and instead of talking about what could be better or other suggestions that you would like to see in the feuds. That's, that's a disconnect for me because there's no nuance in the conversation. And that's how I always view these shows. I'm not uh, expecting everything to be, like I said, Mid-Atlantic or Mid-South or uh, World-Class Championship Wrestling. Um, when I transcribe this show, I like to learn something new from a positive and negative point of view. I just think it's all about how I channel my energy and how I view things. You know, <laughs> So if there's a show... Uh, and th- I, I structure this out a lot when I do my Hoots, Hoots podcast. There will be a week where maybe I'll talk about Raw for three minutes. And maybe that could tell you that I didn't enjoy the show. But at the end, I'm not going to make you feel bad for it. I can mention the things I don't like. But at the end of the day, I'm still a wrestling fan because a lot of the shows that I watch is a positive escape for me. Sports and pro wrestling has always been an escape for me. And just because things are not going to the things I want to see, I'm not going to overall view the entire business. <laughs> I think we get so bogged down on what happens on Raw and SmackDown that it clouds the entire business. I understand it's a weekly television show, and I understand not everything they do is great. And it could be questioned, but I, I, when the general conversation about WWE goes on, I like to see some nuance. Said, okay, this sucks. That sucks. That sucks. That's a okay. If everything sucks, tell me the why besides booking. Is it on the performers? You know, <laughs> we can always blame things, whether it's sports, entertainment, or ever. But we need to have balance and nuance behind it. I agree. I agree with that. I I just and a, a lot of the criticism doesn't necessarily go on the performers as much as it is how everything is so tightly scripted. Every right. everything, and by the way, if that's how you want to run your company, I got no problem with that. But I just, I just need you to take me into the 
take me in the right direction. Like I'll give you an example with Bailey, right? Uh, yeah. You might have heard me say this before. Bailey had John Cena like babyface tendencies. I think that she could have been the, one of the top people in that company with merch as a babyface. Okay, cool. You turn her heel, but don't. But in November, when we get to Survivor Series, do not turn her babyface now. <laughs> see, yeah. you can't see. And the other thing too is that okay. So if you're gonna take me on the ride, great. So I'll I'll go with you week after week after week and watch how you develop things. Well, here's the thing. You cannot if I'm watching Young and the Restless, 80% of that of that group of those actors are not gray. They're either black or white. So so if you want to try to equate your company as a soap opera, all right, I'll watch, of course. And I'll and I'll and I'll enjoy and I'll either enjoy or not enjoy the performances inside the ring, but when it comes to what you're writing week after week, and if it does not match up from last week, that's a, that's a problem. I, I, another yeah. example is, is Seth Rollins, right? Seth Rollins uh-huh. goes to hell on SmackDown, comes back on Monday like nothing happened. And now here's here's what I've learned to tolerate with the WWE. I come to find out, Josh, that the WWE wrestlers are video game characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. I totally, yeah. <laughs> so so but so I can't get mad at it because that's what you are portraying. A guy, a guy is choking on his own vomit and his own blood at hell in the cell. He got he, you don't eat. They did a, the right thing by not having him come out on Monday Night Raw. He there you see him on Friday against Roman Reigns. And he goes to hell, comes back on Monday, says, "Hey, it's so good to be here at the Mile High City. Everything's great, and I can't wait for the draft." Well, you know, like storyline wise. That's not great, but if you're, but since your wrestlers are video game characters that you could just wipe off and be like, you know what, whatever you saw a couple weeks ago didn't happen. All right, cool. Now take me up. Now keep, take now keep me on the ride. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, I, and I agree with you. I think with any wrestling show, it doesn't have to be WWE or AEW. Just in general, you'd like to see a consistent direction with all the performers. You know, uh, it's going to be different case for other performers, and and again, they're not always going to get every character right. And I, I understand that. Um, I agree with what you said with Seth Rollins. You know, it, it could be like, okay, so did you just go to a rehab center? Do you uh, had a Zed moment over the weekend? <laughs> that you're in hell <laughs> on Friday. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, can, I I I get what you're saying with that, and um, I think with uh, when it comes to Bailey, um, she's a victim of what this era of wrestling is when it comes to great area of wrestlers and great area of fans too. Because there's a lot of the wrestling fans are so trigger happy and oh this character needs to change and uh, this person needs to turn heel. How how many times hoodie would you go on Twitter and see somebody say this this person needs to turn heel? Why? Well, right, especially <laughs> especially for a company that needs baby faces. Yeah, <laughs> and just looking back at the articles I've done over the last uh, six years or so. I think around seventy percent of the WWE roster has been heels. By the and which is not traditional WWE. Correct. A, ba- <laughs> a babyface territory, by God. <laughs> Damn right, Connie. <laughs> right, exactly. It's a it's a babyface territory. It's it's Hogan. It's Ultimate Warrior. It's Bret Hart. It's Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid. And now you're you're a heel. What are you the the NWA? 
You got, you got a yeah. got a stable of heels. Like it's it's. <laughs> I, I have all the baby faces chase the heels. Okay, so so I'm just looking at this list of the draft, right? And yeah, you know what? Just if 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 you are going to keep your your rosters tight, SmackDown and Raw, and there's no crossover, this is fine. Once they're crossover, I got a reason to complain. So the top five baby faces in this company, Becky Lynch, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns. Right. Okay. Would, would you put Daniel Bryan on there right now? Well, I, or no? Well, I, I don't know. That's what, a good question. <laughs> well, well, I'm asking you, like, what, what is that? Is that some kind of crossover? What, what happened there? You know? Did Kofi Kingston? Oh. I, I know. <laughs> it's been a shoulder slump for me, too, when it comes to <laughs> Kofi Kingston. <laughs> I said this on my podcast so last week. I want to get your thoughts on this. I think Kofi's character needed that squash match a couple weeks ago. Cool. I don't. I have. I have no problem with the finish, with, with Brock Lesnar. I have no problem with the finish. It's fine because you know why? Because it was fifty three after the hour. It, they had to get it going. <laughs> it <was> like, <laughs> I knew it was going to be a quick match. I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, ah, you know, they're, they're going to get this. Yeah, get this done quickly. This is going to be a short match. I had no problem with the finish, Josh. Um, my my issue is the video game character of Kofi Kingston. Regenerated after winning the championship, he's flip, flipping pancakes the next show. Oh, man. The, the, there's one thing to be a character, then there's character crutches that comes with the, the character you're playing. Um, I, I thought it was a mistake from the get-go once Kofi won the title that WrestleMania that he didn't have his own theme song, you know? Right. Uh, I, I love the New Day. I love their theme song. You know, I'm popping my head and everything. I'm, I'm rocking with the groove and stuff. But still, it's like... Am I watching Kofi Kingston or the third guy, The New Day? And that's already an issue right there, you know? Just, and then it goes into the pancakes and kind of like the passive aggressive, not taking things seriously unless it was Red Yorin, which that's like one part of the, uh, the reign that I did enjoy from Kofi. I really enjoyed those matches with Randy Orton. But again, you're a ch- world champion. You've been crying that you didn't have a chance to tell for 11 years. You're winning it, and then you're uh, throwing out pancakes like uh like your oprah you know <laughs> yeah yeah i mean but that but you know what you think you think deep down kofi would want to do that no no he want to be an ass kicker and want to be right. different no but that's you can't blame him because right. if, if for for the jonathan hood wrestling company kofi kingston never smiles and Kofi Kingston is more serious because now he I separate him away from being New Day. If New Day wants to do that, not that that Rufus R. Jones JYD nonsense, that's fine. But but like Kofi Kingston, now he's not part of New Day, or he is a loose affiliation. But now he's an ass kicker. That's that's who Kofi Kingston is. And Kofi Kingston, uh, when he comes back after winning the W losing the WWE Championship, that guy's coming out. But he's not flipping pancakes. He's got a dour look on his face, Josh. And the other guys are just testicular, you know, testiculating and moving their hips around. And, and and I still would have a mean face on Kofi saying, you know what? I don't I don't think it's fun that I lost a WWE championship, but you guys think it's funny. You think and so now, you know, <laughs> Kofi might turn. Who knows? But I I'm looking at this, this list here. We you said Reigns Lynch. And then I asked for you for a third one, and it, it again shades of gray with uh, Daniel Bryan. 
So then it's uh, Kevin Owens, third. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, and then, and then what? Um, Rusev. That's the thing. That- <laughs> it's not Rusev because <laughs> I, I, before you know it, three months later he's gonna hate America again. Even whatever goes on with this Bobby Lashley Lana stuff, he's gonna go back being the bad foreign guy. You know, <laughs> I, I guess I just like I, like I like the idea that they're gonna wrestle, that there's gonna be a feud. Great. Yeah. So what happens after that? <laughs> right, and that that and that's on them to figure out. And um, when it came to the draft, I I like how the commentator was pointing out yesterday that Raw is focusing on the younger, skilled, technical wrestlers. And I think you saw that throughout the show, like Buddy Murphy against Cedric Alexander. Absolutely. Or, or Mustafa Ali and Andrade. That stuff's fine. I'm not opposed to that. Uh, I think the only issue I had with the draft this year is kind of like what we were starting with earlier with the whole, you know, if you're going to go into something, be all about it. Uh, I just thought the draft presentation was a little off. Like, this is only my suggestion. I want to get your thoughts on it. If you're going to do the draft, have it be its own special on the network. I, I think it's kind of a disconnect to have a WWE draft and then having storylines and wrestling matches during it. I no, I agree with you. That's a, actually a good point. I haven't heard that. That's really good. Um, yeah, I just thought it was flat. If I can't recognize anybody in the war room aside Rob Stone from Fox, oh, you, know, it's just, you know, then that's that's fine. Listen, it's it's a WWE. It's fine because here here's why it's fine because I've I've taken your sensibilities with this, Josh. You've taught me something at a young age. You've taught me. <laughs> that that I can I can go and look at, at other things and be happy with that if I have a problem with Crown Jewel from San Jose, I can I can I can be able to go and and find other things to to enjoy because and here and there's something else too I want to point out. See, I, I'm not going to be tied down to all of their creative or what their ratings are or this that and the other. You know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to watch the in-ring work like I watched 88-89 and see if it's gotten any better. Even though, even if I don't agree with the story, I'm just going to watch the work yeah. rate. That's all. I mean, because that's all I can do at this point because I can't change the world. And neither can Steph and, and Triple H. They can't either. <laughs> so, <laughs> or Eric Bischoff. <laughs> so nobody can change. I talked about yeah. that. That was my top story, by the way, Eric Bischoff, uh, on the show today. I just... I had heard and read a lot of things that Bischoff was disconnected um, with the brand WWE even coming into the job, and now he's been let go. What was your initial reaction to that story? I wasn't surprised, and I just think right now uh, more things that suddenly are supposed to change and more things stay the same. Again, like I was mentioning earlier, I'm not saying that everything that WWE's going about with the product is the right way. Uh, I think we're in the era of wrestling where you can pick and choose the wrestling that caters to you. So while, yeah, maybe things in WWE are disconnecting to you, while maybe Raw's not my favorite show, guess what? I got NXT UK, you know? Oh, boy, yes. <laughs> that, that's the point I'm bringing up here, you know? Uh, there's so much wrestling going on right now. You're you're not a bad wrestling fan if you're not watching one particular brand. And I, I say this a lot on my podcast. Choose the wrestling that defines you. <laughs> I, we all want to be wrestling fans, right? 
if AEW is the star wrestling you want and AEW is the greatest thing since sliced bread, go ahead, knock your socks off. But that's entertaining you. There's like 11 wrestling shows a week now. I think we're, as fans, are entitled to enjoy, enjoy the shows that we want to enjoy. That's not to say that WWE can't do a better job with their storylines and this and that. Uh, again, uh, the in-ring action is good, but again, with storylines, I, I I understand the complaints. Again, I just think the conversation should have more nuance than everything just sucks. That's my bigger point. Yes, that's why I got the NWA baby on YouTube, and I got <laughs> NXT UK because who can't get enough of Tony Storm? Mm. Who can't get a, who can't get enough of the grizzled young veterans? Oh, come on now! <laughs> I'm gonna need a towel. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, do that. don't you do that imperium oh shoes off shoes on i i i love grizzled young veterans that's that and you know what now now here there's some wrestling now listen i can go online and find progress or i can find ott there's some really good wrestling overseas and for our uk listeners but man i mean to get nxt uk and watch that every week on the network you know I'm in heaven, right? You know I'm loving that the work rate and everything else with that. That's just that that's gold because you can see clearly, Josh, a story, a story's being told every week. I don't I don't know if there's ever been a bad overall episode of NXT UK. I don't think it has been. I don't disagree with you on that. NXT UK, you know this is gonna be a little controversial. I enjoyed a lot more of the NXT UK shows than I enjoyed the. The last five of the five main shows that AEW's done so far. <laughs> You're not going to be allowed at the Sears Center. <laughs> oh, my, oh, they're trying to pump out that they're in Chicago, but it's actually Hoffman Estate. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> why, why? 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 they got to? Why does a? Why is Tony Khan? Uh, why is Tony Khan have to work in Chicago, hoodie? Like. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. How about how about a major show in Chicago for once? I mean, it's it's in, it's in Cicero, it's in Hoffman Estates, and it's in Villa Park. It's in how about in the city? How about somebody that dare cross the the enemy line and come in the city and have a show? I mean, there's plenty of independence in the city for sure, but come on in, come on in. What's wrong with the UIC Pavilion? Well, I agree with you. I agree. Listen, I you know you know who was there for uh, for Flair Garvin in '87, a young Jonathan you Hood. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, even though the the crowd, um, they booed Ron Garvin out of the building because they didn't wow. want to see him win a championship. But I remember that Thanksgiving, left the table and, and went out to the UIC Pavilion, left the, the dinner table and went to go see that. So, Oh, by the way, speaking of, of cards in the Chicagoland area, guess, who's, guess who is going to Villa Park on Sunday? Oh, you're going. You're making the trek out to the Odeon. Oh yes. Uh, so Impact Wrestling is coming on Sunday, exclusively on pay per view from the Odeon. Uh, and Brian Cage against Sammy Callahan. Have you? I, I'll, I'll ask. Have you watched any Impact Wrestling, or have you followed it at all? Yes, I've been one of the few uh, wrestling media members, if you want to call me that, that's actually transcribed every edition of Impact on Friday nights over the last couple of years. Good. <laughs> Good, and they're they're gonna make a turn here, especially with them being on Access TV. Josh, this is big for them, and I'm I'm happy they're coming. They're coming to to Chicagoland for the first time since they were at the Sears Center and sold it out with Aces and Eights. That was like eight years ago. 
I was at that show. So was I. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny and ironic. I was where I was sitting at. Eric Bischoff was actually having a conversation with Bruce Pritchard. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. That's. <laughs> wow. I was yeah. I was there. D'Lo Brown opened the door for me. The back door. I went, I went oh. through the wrestler's entrance, and they, and, and Devon, Devon Dudley, side, he kind of sized me up. He was like, what's up, brother? I'm like, ah, oh, no, I'm not a brother. <laughs> not even a good brother. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a brother, but not a wrestling brother. That's, that's, I'll just put it that way. Um, Bully Ray going after Hulk Hogan, oh, Ace and Eights. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love Bully as a single day, during that time. Well, I want Josh people to know about ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. Tell people about it. Yes, ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. That's my place where I do all my play-by-play articles for the majority of the weekly television shows. I just added NWA Power to the list. And, man, they started off with a bang last week. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) Even as a young lad, you know, just a little young lad in the wrestling business, Get to see NWA and hearing Jim Cornette on commentary did good for my soul. Um, also, AEW Dark, uh, I do all the events for New Japan Pro Wrestling and Impact Wrestling as well. So if you're unable to afford any of these streaming networks or pay-per-views, uh, and even if you do a wrestling show like this or my show, use it as a point of reference. That's the, the overall goal for ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. I started about a couple of years ago. And uh, it's, it's getting some good feedback now, and I put a lot of work into it. I, I think uh, the last SmackDown episode I did was the 1,000th article for the website already. So wow. <laughs> uh, there's a lot that goes into these transcriptions, but at the end of the day, I hope it's a point of reference for you and hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, The Hoots Podcast is where you can find Josh on Twitter at The Hoots Podcast. Check out the podcast and also go to and bookmark ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. I appreciate it, my friend. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Anytime, Hoodie. You're the man. Great to talk to Josh Lopez from ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com and The Hoot Podcast, wherever you download your podcast, look for The Hoot Podcast. All right. I will talk to you soon. Another edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Don't forget to reach out to me on email, uthpods at outlook.com, uthpods at outlook.com. And don't forget to check out Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Tell people, John the Hood is talking wrestling. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, every Tuesday. And if there's more breaking news, you might hear us again soon. (laughs) Man, it's so crazy. Loving this because wrestling is back again across the country and around the world. Thanks so much for checking out our wrestling conversation on Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood.